Poised for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now, here's your host, award-winning certified exit planning advisor, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode, we have the honor of interviewing the founder and owner of a firm that specializes in delivering fractional chief marketing officer services. She does a booming business all over the country and the need for these CMO services is on the rise. We're going to hear from her shortly, but first, let's hear from our very important sponsors, Sunbelt Business Advisors and Trustpoint. Trustpoint will design and manage a 401k plan that fits your company's needs. They handle everything from the record keeping and investments to employee education and ongoing administration. And they take on the highest level of fiduciary responsibility to ensure your 401k plan is compliant. You already have plenty to keep you up at night. Your 401k plan should not be one of them. Let their experts help you with a complete plan solution, saving you time to focus on what you do best your business. Visit TrustPointInc.com for more details. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at SunbeltMinnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880. sunbeltminnesota.com. Hey everyone, we are here in the studio with Jennifer Zick, who is the founder and CEO of Authentic Brand. Jennifer, what a pleasure to have you here for this show. I am delighted to be here and in person, actually looking at each other. What a treat. I know. Isn't it great? Yeah, we uh, we try to get as many people in person as we can in the studio here at Poise for Exit, but it doesn't always happen. And sometimes people are out of town. Some people, sometimes it just doesn't work health-wise or weather-wise. But today it worked, and here we are. Here so, we are. I love it. Me too. Me too. And like I said in the opener, uh, you own a firm that specializes in chief marketing officer services. So CMO services, fractional CFO, or I'm sorry, CMO services. Um, And I understand that business is booming. So very exciting to hear about that. But before we get into the interview and learning about you, learning about the business, how did you get here? Like, how did you get to this place in your life? I mean, 
what a, what a journey. What, how successful you are. I'm so happy for you. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. It certainly hasn't been a straight line journey. It's been a lot of twists and turns and ups and downs. And um, anyone who knows my, my backstory knows that never had I planned on being an entrepreneur. Um, mm. It was actually through a, a long series of wonderful opportunities in my career, as well as many missed shots mm. that taught me a lot of really important lessons yeah. um, that got me into a mindset and a heart set where I was ready to take that leap of faith. So six years ago, I founded Authentic Brand, and my career prior to that had been primarily in sales leadership and marketing leadership mm. around B2B professional services. Um, so that's the space in which I grew up, and I had a wonderful trajectory of growth in that space, um, but always had this little seed of entrepreneurship in my heart, and it, it took a job loss to bring that seed to fruition. It was mm. the first time I ever lost a job. Um, mm. that I took a pause and looked at my life and evaluated what I really wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, I didn't want to live with any regrets. So I knew I needed to take a step forward. And if I failed, well, I could go look for another job. Well, it's just, I can't believe it. It's a, it's befuddling to me how you could have lost a job because you're such a rock star. So, I mean, what a mistake on their part, right? Well, <laughs> thank you. That's very kind of you. Yeah. And I mean, I would like to say it's all on them. Um, but I do, there's some responsibility I take. The job that I ended up losing um, was in a company that was going through a lot of change after mm. mul multiple acquisitions and integrations and a lot of chaos. Gosh, yeah. And I stepped into that chaos and there was some dysfunction there that I probably should have addressed differently in the role I was in, but mm. I absorbed it and wanted to show up and look strong. And I wasn't as vulnerable and perhaps honest with myself and others as I needed to be. Mm. Um, so losing that job while still being successful in the role and building a great team was probably it, it absolutely was the best thing that could have happened to me. It set me free. It did, didn't it? it I did. mean, you wouldn't be where you are now if that wouldn't have happened. That's right. And you know, uh, you know this, I know this. Well, you lived it with integration, right? I'm living through that with some clients right now who are going through some integration. It's not easy. No, it's not. Bringing teams together like that, and if it's not done for the right reasons, I mean, it can be really, really difficult. Now, I also know, too, from what we've talked about and uh, the focus that you have at your company, it's kind of strange because it mirrors my focus, especially for 2023, in wanting to really help business owners focus on growing the value of their business, which is what, of course, Authentic Brand does. That's right. And the way mm -hmm. that we express that is that we help growing businesses to overcome random acts of marketing. Mm. and confidently take the next right step toward healthy growth. And mm. on the marketing side, that's often looked at as revenue. But there are so many pieces that contribute to healthy growth. Mm. And revenue alone doesn't create value in a business. And you know that better than most. And so mm. I think we're going to dive into that a bit today. Definitely. So random acts of marketing. Give me an example of what that might look like. <laughs> I love that. So that uh, now copyrighted tagline of ours I love um, originated when I was first starting the business and I was the salesperson and in all the seats in the company, of course, and meeting with CEOs and meeting with CFOs and um, and understanding their pains. And one day that phrase slipped out of my mouth and the eyes got wide in the room and they're like, <laughs> I can relate. So in our world, we work with entrepreneurial businesses that are usually between 5 million and 100 million in annual revenue. That's mm -hmm. our sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And inside that sweet spot, random acts of marketing take a lot of shapes. But what it often looks like is an unclear message to an unclear audience it's unaccountable marketing spend without knowing how to measure the result of that. Mm. It's frustration of chasing shiny objects 
and um, not giving it enough time to prove itself out. It's turnover on the marketing team because small companies who have never built a strategic marketing team don't know who to hire. Mm -hmm. Do you need somebody with social media expertise, strategic expertise, public relations? It's it's a very complicated and fast-changing ecosystem. Definitely. So there's a lot of room for random acts. Well, when, you know, marketing is always, it's always been very important to me. I, I went to school for it a very long time ago, um, but that was my focus when I was in college. I think that marketing is kind of an ambiguous term, kind of like saying, well, I'm in medicine. Oh, really? <laughs> Veterinary medicine, pediatric medicine, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much to marketing that... Um, maybe breaking that down a little bit and focusing, tell our audience specifically, what does authentic brand do? Yes. Well, the services that we sell, obviously you've explained, fractional CMO. That's all we do. We provide Mm -hmm. executive marketing leadership for growing businesses. And so that's what we do. But why we do it is to help organizations increase their marketing maturity um, through the wisdom that comes with the experience and getting things in the right order, in, in the right way, with the right investment mindset, with the right expectations mm. for healthy growth and value. Mm-hmm. And how we do it is through our methodology, which is called authentic growth. And it's a framework yeah. for marketing decision-making, alignment, and accountability. And you mentioned going to school for marketing a long time ago, and I've already mentioned how fast marketing is changing. <laughs> yeah. But the interesting thing is that the fundamentals of marketing have never changed. Correct. It's, it's yeah. always been about what is our life-changing purpose for existence as a business? Why yeah. are we even here? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. And then underneath that purpose, then who matters to us and why should we matter to them? Mm-hmm. And when we have clarity on that, then the question about what to do for marketing tactically is how do we intersect their natural habitat in a way that we capture their attention, build trust Mm -hmm. so that they want to engage with us and we can provide value, right? That's what marketing always has been. It's just the mechanisms for how to answer those questions are changing. And so the people that you work with on the inside then, or I should say your staff works with, are you primarily working with the CEOs of the company? Are you working with the sales department? I mean, Mm -hmm. Who are your primary contacts within the company? Well, our buyer, our customer is the CEO or founder. It's the head of the business. Mm -hmm. When we step into a fractional role, we become part of their leadership team. Of course. So we're embedded just on a part-time basis. And so we then are, um, first and foremost, the CEO is our client. The leadership team is our group of peers where we provide business advisory input like any executive would. Mm -hmm. And then we build, manage, and implement marketing by leading the marketing team, which for most growth businesses is some combination of internal resources and external agency contractor, um, other freelance resource. So integrating all those efforts and making sure everyone's in alignment. So all the way through. So you're like the the marketing quarterback. We absolutely are the marketing quarterback. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. And and I would assume too, you know, with a lot of the firms that you work with, because you're not going to work with the really small companies, they probably can't afford to hire somebody like you, even though they need your, your services, right? Um, but yet, you know, working with those lower middle market companies, um, yeah, obviously they've got marketing firms that they work with that, you know, handle their SEO and, and their website design and, you know, all of that, right? Yes. And so you guys go in and coordinate all of that and take it off the plate of 
the people who probably don't have the time or expertise for it anyway, right? That's right. Well, I want to answer two things in that about the Mm -hmm. size of company we work with and how and Mm -hmm. how we align with their external partners. And I'll start with the latter. Um, So every business that we work with is doing something in marketing, right? No business is doing nothing. If they have a company name, they're marketing somehow, right? So we Mm -hmm. step into some kind of work stream and relational stream. And our job is to make that effort more effective while also defining the future of those efforts, right? Mm -hmm. And so we love collaborating with agencies. What we often see with our clients is the business has been founder-led, sales-driven with some random acts of marketing. We are the first strategic marketing leader in the organization. Mm -hmm. And it's our job to make sure that we understand the strengths and capabilities of the partners they're working with and we make them more effective And we're often taking that responsibility from the shoulders of either the founder or the head of sales who really is not a marketing leader, right? right? And then working alongside of them. And what we usually find, interestingly enough, is that many of these companies feel like their agencies haven't been effective for them, when in reality, the agency partners probably have really great capabilities, but they've not had a translator between them and the business, not someone who speaks marketing language and knows how to optimize the work they're doing or integrate it. I mean, an SEO firm needs to have connection to the designers and the copywriters who are bringing the the work they do to bear, right? Yes. So we provide that integration component. And it's true that while we work with businesses that are more established and growing, the five million up is our sweet spot. This year, we've actually introduced a new suite of services that we're calling advisory services because we spend so much time in the entrepreneurial ecosystem. We tend to attract a lot of earlier stage rising star companies that want to work alongside of us because they know they need the wisdom sooner than later, Mm -hmm. but they're not ready for a committed, embedded fractional CMO quite yet. And so we're now offering a suite of advisory services where we come alongside more as a coach and partner to the executive team or their marketing organization. And we're able to bring our our same tools and methodology, the same wisdom of our CMO community alongside of them, but without being quite as embedded. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it's a stair-step approach. Um, and and really, yeah, I, I talked about this this morning. I had a speaking engagement for EBITDA Partners. It was super fun to be there in person, like I was telling you before. And uh, I just reminded everyone in the room, because it was a room of advisors, there are two things that drive revenue, right? Everything else takes, you know, kind of sucks money out of the company. Two things that drive revenue are sales and marketing. Yes. Is the marketing working? Is it supporting sales? Is it driving, reve- you know, good leads? Um, so th- that's what you do. That is what we do. Mm-hmm. And and we're also educating clients about the role of marketing in revenue creation and sustenance and value building yes. that goes beyond lead generation. Because in the days of, you know, when I was first stepping into the sales and marketing space, and I was in sales before I was in marketing, mm-hmm. the marketing toolkit 20 years ago was advertising, trade shows, uh, publications, mm-hmm. right? We know there was a limited set of tools which were all about brand building and lead creation. But today, the marketing discipline covers the entire customer journey. And where I find a huge imbalance with businesses that don't have mature marketing muscle is that they forget that the probably the highest value that marketing can play in their organization is to nurture existing clients, turn them into raving fans and advocates, make sure they're aware of the um, other uh, service or product offerings within the business. We all know... Yeah, right. It's way more expensive to win new business than to keep, retain, and grow your existing business. And so we find a lot of marketing plans that are over-invested in lead gen and way under-invested in uh, retention advocacy. I agree 100%. Um, I see that so much. And, you know, to your point about 
uh, I guess they used to call it horizontal growth, right? Taking the database of clients that you have and then expanding the products and services that you sell to the people that already know you, love you, and trust you, right? And using your marketing um, strategy to be able to get to them and and get that message out. Yes. And to do that, sales and marketing teams work closer than ever, right? As a revenue team. And yet I think there's a little bit of uh, confusion that's been caused over the last decade or so about what is a CRO, a chief revenue officer, and what is this idea of one revenue organization? And some people have actually reverted with the CRO CRO role to simply a glorified head of sales that mm. still doesn't have the marketing acumen, right? So to right. get a revenue engine working in a growth business, you really do need strategic marketing that's dedicated, strategic sales leadership dedicated. Definitely. So let's talk a little bit more about um, brand building. You had written an article recently called Brand Equity. Mm, Let's talk about that. Yeah. Well, that's an article we reshared recently based on some speaking that I did. It all started adjacent to our core work at Authentic Brand. Anyone who follows me on LinkedIn sees that I'm pretty active there. Yes. Um, And I've, I've, I've been intentional about being a personal brand as the figurehead of authentic brand in a way that supports and grows our corporate brand at the same time. And eventually over time, people started asking me, what is the formula for how you do this? And I'm like, I don't actually have a formula. It's just what I do. But I finally decided to sit down and assess for myself. How is it that I implement this to in my business? And it was that exercise that helped me to put together a, a framework for how to, um, what I call build trust equity. And there are several steps in that process, but it's really about for a, this concept I wrote for founders, for entrepreneurs, many of whom have a tendency to kind of be accidental entrepreneurs. They're building Mm -hmm. a business. It's been about them and their brand and their name, Mm -hmm. but it becomes something bigger. Mm -hmm. And how do they transfer the trust of their name into the business? But aside from just founders, the idea, this concept of building brand value and trust equity, I could explain it as this. My background, as I said, has been in B2B, professional services, right? We Mm -hmm. sell something that's intangible and it's done through very high value relationships. And you already said the words, know, like, and trust, right? Right. People want to work with businesses they know, like, and trust. And there are aspects of that that are true in B2C too, especially in the world we live in now where there's way more transparency and real-time feedback about brands and their value systems and do I feel aligned to that? Yes. So brand building trust equity um, really is just simply the process of being clear about your purpose. What is our life-changing reason for existence as a business? Who matters to us? Why should we matter to them? And then being clear about your brand promise. What Mm -hmm. is the experience we want you to have with our brand? And then actually delivering on that promise, right? Because brand is the promise your business makes to the world. And it's how the world experiences your delivery of that promise or lack of delivery or violation of that promise. And trust is those one of those things that takes forever to build and an instant one instant to lose, right? Isn't that the truth? Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. So it's all about deliver your promise, then keep delivering that at scale, right? Mm -hmm. Time and time again. And then that concept of trust brings your brand outward into larger spheres of influence. So that's the concept of trust equity. Interesting. 
And so how does that um, correlate with the LinkedIn presence that you have and how you've built that out? Yeah. yeah. Well, because my career was in sales, even before marketing, mm-hmm. I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. And so I didn't have a plan for it then. I just knew that I needed to connect with people. Get out there and post. It was just <laughs> another way to connect with people. And then when I started segueing over to marketing, it was important to understand these evolving social media channels and how we use them. And so I just... Mm-hmm. and. Let me just say, it's also part of my personality. God mm-hmm. made me an extrovert. I love to connect with people. And I'm quite an open book. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to share. A lot of people feel a lo- little bit more reserved about that. But that's just who I am. And when I founded Authentic Brand, especially coming off of a job loss, mm-hmm. I felt this huge sense of relief and complete freedom to really be me. Mm-hmm. And I was launching a business that was called Authentic, right? So I need to live that. And so I will say that one of the scariest moments in the early days of Authentic Brand, when it was still just me... Um, was when I published my first blog. Because as a marketer, I've been trained and conditioned to promote other people's content and other people's brands for awards and other executives Mm. and never put my own subject matter expertise out into the world. So that was a scary moment where imposter syndrome was really real. but, Mm. But what I learned through that and ongoing connection with the network is, you know, we might feel inside that we don't have anything of value. And if we share it, people are going to figure out we're actually a fraud. That's how it feels. Sure. But when you start to get the feedback from others that what you're putting out into the world is valuable, it reinfor- it's a self-reinforcing process, mm-hmm. right? You just take those steps. And so um, I'll, I'll summarize this by saying early on, it was Jennifer Zick sharing with the world. And then I was very intentional about building a company that wasn't the Jennifer Zick show, which meant I started taking my name off of our corporate blogs. I started providing more and more opportunities for our CMOs to be the subject matter experts because they are now. I'm a CEO. I'm no longer a consulting CMO. So Mm -hmm. the transfer of trust from my name to the business name, to the names of the people inside of my business, to our client stories, it's been planful. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, speaking of client stories, can you share one? I'd yeah. love to hear. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, when we talked about the topic of value creation and yes. how it is that we we go beyond just marketing execution or helping make hires for your marketing team, um, there are a couple stories that I shared with you that I think are great examples of the impact of a strategic marketing leader in a growth business. Um, so one of those stories, actually several of the stories are published on our website under client stories. Um, and one of those is a company that Uh, was acquired several years back, um, and it was called Trusted Employees. They were a background check company. And when we first started working with them, which was now, I think, nearly five years ago, um, they were in a situation where they had had good, healthy growth, but they were trying to compete inside of a sector that was really saturated. They were Mm -hmm. trying to sell enterprise-level engagements, multi-million dollar engagements with large enterprises. Mm -hmm. And that was a tough battle for a small fish fighting against the big fish market, right? yeah. So we did some um, strategic analysis with them on where the white space would be, right? Instead of trying to go upstream for those large accounts, we discovered that they had an, there was an underserved audience of small and mid-sized businesses that would pay a higher premium for a high-value service. And so we reconstructed their entire uh, sales approach and marketing approach to focus on creating valuable content for small business, to get really niched into that space, Mm -hmm. and to work on a higher volume of more profitable deals. And they made that pivot, and in just a couple of years, they had truly differentiated their space and their ownership of that area, and they were acquired at 11x EBITDA. So it was a very successful... Yeah. exit for them. And it all came down to value creation through finding market fit. That's amazing. 11 yeah. times. Yeah. And of course, not every story has multiples like that. And success means different things to different businesses. Not all sure. of our clients are looking to exit. 
Right. Some are looking to become ESOPs. They just want to grow. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Some want to grow and become a legacy brand. Some want Mm -hmm. to make acquisitions themselves. Success, some want to just increase their margins and have steady growth. Success is different for every client. But, you know, another story that did end in an acquisition, and it's a company I can't name yet, um, but this is a company we worked with over the past two years who is local and they're in the space of custom software development. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had been a well-established business for many years with a really strong brand but they had basically said yes to everything that came their way very passively without a clear market fit. Mm. I don't suppose you've ever seen that before, Julie. Well, maybe a few times. (laughs) (laughs) So they were living in the space of all things to all people. What you need, we'll build it for you. And they did great work, but they had no focus. And so we were able to come alongside as their fractional CMO, help them create a sales process, a market fit, pick Mm. a niche where Mm. they had had deep success and commit to it. Um, get their sales organization aligned around it and and really productize their service in a way that made it more valuable yeah. and helped them close more of their deals. And then ultimately, um, that owner knew that eventually he wanted to sell, but within that first 18 months of working together and creating that market fit, he was suddenly being overwhelmed by um, acquisition opportunities. And so he wow. was able to sell earlier than he had planned at a higher multiple than he had expected And the feedback was, this was all about us getting laser focused on a specific niche because it was a strategic acquisition. Sure. So. Wow. So you get paid on the upside too, right? When you. (laughs) (laughs) No, we get paid in good feels when that happens. But, but you know, you do great work. You do great work and you create those advocates and those brand fans and it creates more opportunity. That's, that's trust equity at play for us. Definitely. Think of the life changing work that is really. I I mean you're you're not only changing the outcome for the seller who you know like the one that you just said 11 times EBITDA that's crazy um but but all his whole family right the employees obviously there was a good it was a really good transition experience for yes. everybody and and that that affects a lot of people right? it really does yeah. and and that is really honestly the biggest blessing for me as the founder of authentic brand and mm-hmm. i knew that i wanted to create a business not just an independent consulting offering when I started, Mm -hmm. but the amount of impact on actual people that our business is bringing around the world is so heartwarming. And as a business owner, you know, of course I want to create value through my own business, Mm -hmm. but I just think it's such a blessing to have a business as a platform to care for people and take good care of people. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the wins are big, like Mm -hmm. an awesome exit that we get to be part of. And sometimes the wins are small, but they're still life-changing. Like when we're able to come alongside of a young up-and-coming marketing rising star who is very confused by all the directives coming from the CEO and sales and feels like a failure. Mm. And we're able to coach and elevate and provide that person with tools that brings them up and helps them show that they can be successful. That's life-changing too. Definitely. Because you really can't know it all, right? I mean, no. no matter how much you try to know your industry, there's always so much more to learn. So having somebody like your company, someone from your company walk alongside makes total sense because everyone's got different skills. And yeah, I think it's it's great. Well, and even at the CMO level, we do not have all the answers. And one of the things that's unique at Authentic Brand is our Mindshare community. Yeah, We really believe in staying humble and being lifelong learners. And mm-hmm. so we come together, all 20 of our CMOs every week for a Mindshare to say, this is what I don't know how to do. So valuable. It's Yeah, it's such a great mm-hmm. learning environment. I'm learning from my team all day, every well, day. And you're clearly a great leader. 
Well, so thank you. Yeah, I have a yeah. team full of great leaders. I'm sure they appreciate working for you. So you guys make a good team. That's awesome. Thank you. Well, we've reached, um, unfortunately, we've reached the end of the show. Just want to say thanks for, for being on the show. We'll have to do it again. There's a lot to talk about here, right? Especially when it comes to enterprise value and growing enterprise value. And I know that marketing is a big part of that. Do you have any parting tips or pieces of advice that you could share with our listeners before we wrap? Yes. Well, I would just say that if you are a founder, I'll speak to the founders that are listening Perfect. or yeah. CEOs, mm-hmm. and you're feeling, if the phrase random acts of marketing makes you cringe or or smile or laugh <laughs> a little nervously, mm-hmm. you might know that there are some areas that you can address in your business. And I would invite you simply to connect with Authentic Brand. You don't have to engage with us, but all the content that we create is written for you. It's written for founders, owners, and CEOs and revenue leaders of growing businesses with very practical, pragmatic advice on how to create clarity. The tools that we use in our methodology, we make available for free. Um, And we really encourage people to tap into that. Um, And of course, we'd love to be a sounding board for any entrepreneurs that are trying to understand how do they move from random acts to revenue results. That's what we're all about, and we're cheering them on. Fantastic. And we will definitely have... Uh, links to your website. We're going to be tagging you on social media, but people will be able to find you in a lot of different ways uh, when we post this show. So thank you for being with us again. I really appreciate it, Jennifer. This has been awesome. Awesome, awesome. And for our listeners, please share this with your friends, colleagues, business owner, clients. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your reviews. We appreciate those too. And join us again next time. (laughs) 